welcome to The Northern Connection, a bookish podcast where four northern-based book lovers indulge their love of reading and all things bookish. My name's Emma, and in this episode, myself and Rachel caught up with Simon van der Velde, a Newcastle-based writer who has a string of awards to his name for his short story writing. He joined us to tell us all about his new book, The Silent Brother. One of the reviewers has said that The Silent Brother is a story of love, family and redemption, written with broadly similar sentiments to Shuggy Bane. Here's our chat. Really hope you enjoy it. So, Simon, welcome back to The Northern Connection. <laughs> Thank you for having me back. It's, it's nice to be back quite soon, it feels like, all of a sudden. Back in June, I think it was at July last year, you were our first guest. And it's really nice to catch up with you one year later. Rachel and I came across your your short stories last year um, after we'd read backstories. And we both absolutely loved those. Um, and we chatted with you here and we were talking about what was next for you. And I think we were trying, we were sort of going down the route of possibly a backstories too. And lo and behold, here we are one year later and you've got your new crime novel out. So um, can you tell us a little bit about um, your book, The Silent Brother? Well, um, yeah, it wasn't originally the plan. The plan was Backstories 2, which I'm working towards publication in November, if all goes to plan. But in the meantime... um, I've had this book um, um, part written, this idea kicking around for a long time. I wanted to write something about sort of the, the, the rough end of Newcastle. And I had something part written um, and um, yeah, and then Northrox came along and said, we're looking for Northern crime. So I thought, well, it's a perfect fit. And I sent it along and they, and they, um, they took it. But anyway, what is it? Um, so Orthodox, the publisher, have called it a literary thriller. And they're not exactly wrong. But um, we were just talking before we, we went on air about Shuggy Bane. And it's it's got a little bit of that in it. It's a little bit coming of age. It's almost got elements of the family saga as well. So, um, you know, and it's set in the kind of the post-industrial north in you know quite the recent uh, um, recent past so it's a lot of things but i guess yeah you could call it a literary thriller is probably a wise thing to call it because it certainly is a thriller and it's certainly literary um so the story itself there's two little boys brothers when tommy's five and benji's four benji gets taken away by social services and tommy is left behind now, the thing is, obviously, Tommy's only five. He doesn't understand what's happened. The only thing he really is sure of is that it's his fault. And so his guilt drives the story. And it's told, it's his story, told in the first person, following him from when he's about five to his early 20s. And, you know, as often happens in in these sort of situations, mum drinks, stepdad's worse than useless tommy's alienated and cut off from the world and his only friend is a little girl called annie a little indian girl that he meets who lives across the street until when 
uh, he's 11, she moves away. So he loses her as well and ends up going down, making some bad decisions, shall we say. And he ends up being a drug dealer as a teenager for this gang. And then he meets Annie again. And I don't want to tell you everything that happens, but that's the setup. And then obviously he's got to try. It's the fundamental purpose of the story, I suppose, is to talk about what it is to grow up as part of the underclass and how difficult it is to get out from under. But, but, but I mean, but it's not like, you know, we talked about Shuggy Bane being, it's very bleak and this isn't, it's got more hope in it and more redemption in it. And that gives it a different feel, I think. What was your inspiration for the book, Simon? So way back about 30 years ago, I was a solicitor uh, working in this area and it just became obvious to me that all these kids all these 15 16 year old kids who were in and out of the magistrates court every week um you know they just it was they hadn't got a chance in hell you know typically mum would be 50 you know they'd be born mum would be 15 dad would be absent from the start they'd be you know, brought up with really no parenting, no hope. And, um, you know, the answer isn't the criminal justice system. The answer is massive social intervention to help these people. But, um, you know, the, but the reality is what it's much easier to do is for everyone, for the government and the press and everybody who can't be bothered to just say, oh, they're bad people. And so it's just in a way, it's a bit like the same root trigger for me as backstories that it just annoys me so much, all these kind of simplistic, dishonest messages. So what I wanted to do was take you inside. What is it actually like to grow up in this world? And almost could you do any better? And that's what I tried to do was, was take almost myself. If I'd grown up in this world, you know, what would I do to survive? So I guess that's what that was the inspiration behind it. And also, you know, going further back, it's a direct result of basically the Conservative government, you know, without wanting to get all political about it, in the 80s, shutting down all the northern industry and replacing it with nothing. And what that meant was overnight all these communities was kind of destroyed and there was really nothing there was no hope there was booze and drugs and then you take that on a generation and another generation we are now and you just you've got a, you've created a cycle that's very very easy to create and very hard to break so it's actually a very topical book at the moment then considering where we are in terms of um you know the cost of living crisis, um, the fallout from COVID, social care crisis, you know, I mean, it feels a very of the moment book, really. Yeah, I guess so. I, I think what we tend to hear about is working people who are struggling a lot. And this is what you don't tend to hear about even from 
you know, the more socially concerned politicians is the underclass, the real, the people who almost, they don't have jobs and they don't want jobs and they exist in the, in the black economy and it's all cash and, um, and gangs. So it is topical because all these, all these, this situation where there's absolutely nothing and everybody is, you know, every penny has to be, you know, scrimped and saved for makes it even harder to get out of this situation because what are you going to do? So, Simon, you mentioned how uh, you'd seen Northodox um, call for uh, for crime thrillers and you responded to that. Um, was The Silent Brother completely written at that point or was it? did you send a couple of chapters to Northodox? It was, there was a version of it that was complete. I'd written the end of it, but it was, you know, I'd written the end, but I hadn't quite finished it. But yeah, I sent them a couple of chapters and they were very good. They came straight back and said, yeah, uh, we're interested in it. And I said, oh, give me a little bit of time. And then I sent them the rest of it. And they came back basically straight away and said, yeah, we'd like to publish it. So um, what a marvellous, simple, straightforward experience that was. Because obviously, like I guess all writers, I've been through various tedious frustrating experiences with publishers and agents of no maybe maybe yes no so anyway it was great dealing with orthodox on that they just they definitely wanted it and they took it and i can't remember when i sent it to them but it was probably maybe awesome last year and like you say nine months later it's out there so fantastic fabulous yeah we had um, we had tom actually from orthodox on the podcast in november um and yeah it from for from a reader's perspective it does seem to have happened very quickly for you it's lovely to hear that that is possible because it's not the usual story you hear from authors <laughs> to be fair i mean i have been writing for a dozen years so it's not as if this is the first thing i've written and out it goes yeah. um but i suppose when it happens it happens quite quickly so, well, it, in my case, you know, it happened, it happened quite quickly. I mean, obviously, we don't know if this will be the beginning of many more books to come or if this will be a flash in the pan. But, well, you know, I've now got to write a book that's just as good to follow up, which is a challenge. Enjoy the moment, though. Enjoy, enjoy the moment of this one. <laughs> So how different is it writing a crime novel to writing those short stories, the back, like the back stories? Well, I, I guess the difference is I can get the essence of a short story down in a day. You know, I can get the idea, think it through, and then, as I say, scribble it down in a day and get that. You know, what I want to get is the, the emotional intimacy, get really up close to my characters, because that's what my stuff's about. Um, so to do the same thing with The Silent Brother, I had to basically stay with Tommy for a year or two. So it was much harder in a way to get back to the same place, you know. But um, on the other hand, you know, with a novel, once you know your main characters, you know how they're going to react. Sometimes the writing just almost does it for you. Whereas with backstories, 
every story is completely different. It's a completely different voice, a completely different world that has to be recreated for, from scratch. So I'm quite, there's definitely pros and cons of, of both. And as I say, I'm in backstories land at the minute, but I am going to write another novel. Um, I've got some things sketched out which may or may not work. Um, but uh, it's a huge thing to, you know, to take on in a way. If I write a, a story for backstories and it turns out to be a bit crap as well, I've lost a few days. But obviously, if you get into a novel, and inevitably in all novels, I think there's a point in them where you think, oh, God, is it working? And, you know, I've put in so much effort into this. So at the minute, I've, I'm justifiably putting off starting the next novel by because I'm working on backstories. But as I say, I hope to have backstories two out in November, which will be more of a historical mm. thing. Then backstories three is rock and roll backstories, which I've got about half the material for. And then backstories four is true crime, which I've got a few stories for, and I'm I'm going to split up. So I've got those, but I'm not uh, I'm not necessarily going to go straight through one, you know, two, three, four. I think I'm going to get number two out, and then I'm going to start this novel. Um, but yeah, I'll let you know. I'll let you know if you can have me back a third time back to I'll tell you where I'm up to when we when we get that far. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, so we have backstories uh, two to look forward to in November. And who knows, Simon, maybe in a year's time we'll be chatting about a new novel. I don't think I'll have another novel out that quick. This one was a lot of the work was done. I'm yeah. I'm quite slow, I think, compared to a lot of writers. I like you know, sometimes, you know, I, I get in a tangle of, oh, it's not right, it's not quite right, and then you throw it away, you do it again, you do it again, and then you come back to the first one and think, hmm, maybe that was okay. And then, you know, just needed working on. And I think the key is to know when to leave it alone, to write something, and, you know, they say, leave it six weeks, then go and edit it. Don't try and do it straight away. And I know this, but I don't always do it. <laughs> um, so, you know... Yeah. Um, so how can, how, if somebody wants to order themselves a copy of The Silent Brother, how, how can they do that? Or is it available um, in bookshops? Um, if it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's on Orthodox now. Um, the Amazon obviously have got it. Um, so as, as I mentioned before, I've done signings at Drake's. Uh, Gisborough and the Book Corner and at the Bound in Whitley Bay although the Bound did sell out so I'm not sure if they've got any more in but they've all got books in um, there's some screw up with um, gardeners who supply all the bookshops so I'm um, basically let's say this by Monday I'm assured you'll be able to get it absolutely anywhere uh, if you're desperate to get it today go to orthodox.co.uk or amazon.co.uk. Okay. Fabulous. And I think you might already have answered this really, but it is, so what next for you is getting on with backstories. Are you doing promotion for, for this book? Are you going to be going out and about promoting? I know you said you've done some book signings, but is there other stuff coming up? Um, well, I've done some signings. Um, what I'd like to do is more local ones. Um, it was when really, I mean, I had so much fun at the Bound in Whitley Bay. I was only in there for an hour and a half and all the books sold out. 
everybody I mentioned it to said, oh, that sounds lovely, uh, great, we'll, we'll buy that. So I, what I'd like to do, the place I'd like to go is Forum, which is beautiful and accidental, uh, bookshop up in Annick, uh, maybe Cogito in Hexham, and uh, of course Waterstones in Newcastle, Morpeth, Durham. But uh, as yet, I haven't got in there. So I have asked them. So if anybody knows them, please tell them I am available and we'll see what happens. But yeah, I've got nothing actually booked in at the moment. I probably will be doing uh, one or two festivals maybe next summer. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what uh, what else is in the pipeline with Orthodox. But uh, as I say, those four signings that I've done is it for me for the moment. That sounds amazing. And um, can I sneak a question in? What are you reading at the moment? Oh, God. Um, I'm reading at the minute. Um, well, I'll tell you what I'm not reading first. I'm not reading, oh, I can't even remember what it's called now. Penenka, is it? Something like that. It's the Greek word for someone who misses a penalty, apparently. Is it the Ronan Hessian? Yes, that's right. Yeah, and, it, and it, apparently it carries through. So it sounds absolutely marvellous. Jenna in the book corner um, gave it to me when I was when I was there, which just reminds me how nice it is to go to real bookshops and get book chat. But um, but anyway, so I haven't got to that, but I'm really looking forward to that. At the minute, someone else recommended to me a Ken Follett book. Now, I read Pillars of the Earth. I don't know if anybody's read that, but... It's wonderful. It's about, um, it's set centuries ago and it's basically about a, um, a builder who works on building a cathedral. And I don't know, it's hard to explain. It's that the, the devil is in the detail. But anyway, I'm now reading another one of his books, which someone recommended to me. It's a trilogy. Each book seems to be about a thousand words. And I'm about, I've just started. And I'm thinking, it's all right. But I'm in it and I generally like to finish what I start, but I'm kind of a bit in two minds. So, yeah, I'm on page about 103,000, I guess. And we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I do, I read really broadly. I mean, that's why I'm, perhaps my writing is a little bit broad. It's not really purely crime or purely short stories, stories or, or this or that. You know, I like to, if it's good, I'll read it. So. Yeah, that's great. I, I can recommend Panenka as well. I really enjoyed it. I've read Panenka and I enjoyed it too. So yeah, you've, you've got a good one waiting for you there. Well, in another 2,100 pages, I'll be able to get to it, which would be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Listen, thank you so much for joining us and we're wishing you lots and lots of success with this book and congratulations. Oh, thanks very much, yeah. And lovely to speak to you again. Oh, it was so lovely to catch up with Simon about books and writing. Uh, we've put links in the show notes if you want to find out more about Simon or you want to follow him on Twitter. And we hope that you'll join us for our next episode for more Bookish Chat. Bye for now.